Doesn't it seem like there's a lot of stuff going on all the time? I mean, if you think about it, every generation could certainly say that. Uh, but there's so much information coming at you at any one time. It's easy to get what God may say mixed up in all of that. According to Forbes author Brian Marr, over the last two years, 90% of the data in the world was created. And half of the web searches are done now, not on computers, but phones. I know you can all identify with that. How about 3.7 billion people use the Internet? And Google processes 40,000 searches every second. Some of you are probably on Google right now. <laughs> yeah, that's 3.5 billion a day. And there are 16 million text messages sent in a minute. And of course, there'll be some sent during this message. Amen. You know, you got red, blue, you got Fox and CNN, you got Democrats and Republicans, you got smart people, PhDs on both sides of the argument wanting to argue about what everybody wants to argue about. How about everything going on in the Middle East, the Korean Peninsula, the shipping lanes, and all the countries that are adjacent even to us, in major cities and small towns on Wall Street, you got inflation, prices, interest rates, health care, gas prices, electric versus gas. You got Kmart, Walmart, Target, Disney, Bud Light. And whether or not you're a Swifty. See, that's why it's so important for us to know and hear the voice of God. Because so much is going on, it's so easy to be distracted, it's so easy to take our eyes off the ball, it's so easy to fill up our time with so much stuff that we can just push God out. And, and even if we are trying to listen to God a little bit, there's so much noise, RF, radio frequency, it's just shh all the time. You wonder how you're going to make your car payment, your house payment. You're going to wonder about your health. It's so easy to be distracted. It's so easy to let the world creep in on you. That's why we're going to talk about this week and next week. Knowing and doing the will of God. And the first thing you have to do is hear God. I'm going to use a person today as an example guy named Moses. Now, Moses and the people of Israel were in captivity in Egypt. And the Pharaoh wanted to kill all the young boys because the people of Israel were growing so strong and so numerous. They were afraid that one day they would grow so numerous that they would go to war with them and take them over. So Pharaoh had this plan to kill all the young babies. And so when Moses was born, he was put in a basket, slipped into the Nile River, 
and floated away. It was actually an ark. Does that sound familiar to you? It was actually a thing that saves you. And he was picked up by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in Pharaoh's family for 40 years as a ruler in Egypt. But one day he saw an Egyptian taking advantage of an Israeli. And what he did was he killed the Egyptian. And after he did that, some, uh, some folks from Israel had seen that and they challenged him. What are you going to do? Kill us too? So he left. And he left for 40 years and uh, worked in Midian. And as he was there tending to the flocks of sheep, he saw a bush that was burning, but it wasn't being consumed. Let me put a pen there. God will draw you. God will draw you towards things that maybe seem unreal. God wants to get your attention. Moses could have walked on by, but he was curious about this bush that was burning but wasn't being consumed. And so he went to it, and God spoke to him and said, you're going to go back to Egypt. You're going to rescue the people. Here's what he said in Exodus 3. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. And Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it didn't burn up. And he thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. I'm going to go to this strange church. They don't do it like I do it. I'm going to go and listen to some strange music or some strange teaching. I'm going to stretch myself a little bit and go someplace I've never been before. I'm going to allow myself to listen to, for, and try to hear the voice of God. It may not be where you expect it. You see, God speaks to us in so many different ways. Do not limit it and think, nope, if it's not spoken this way, it's not real. I've been taught in Bible study. If he doesn't do it this way, then it's not true. I'll challenge you that God the Father Almighty can speak to us in any way he wants. He spoke to the wise men through the stars. Who would have ever thought? He spoke to the people of Israel through fire and through a cloud. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He's spoken from a donkey's mouth to people. When you start limiting the way that God can speak to you, you're going to miss an opportunity. Knowing and doing the will of God, you have to know how he speaks to you. And you have to have fellowship with him. Exodus 3, 7, 8. The Lord said this, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because they're slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians 
And I'll bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. You see, God will not only rescue you, Thank you Lord. but he'll take care of you. Amen. Slaves have nothing, and that's what they were. And so here's what God also said. Not only are you going to come out, not only am I going to put you in a place with milk and honey, but I know you've been a slave for 400 years. And here's what he says to Moses. Exodus 3.21. And I will make the Egyptians, the ones that have you captured, the ones that are unrighteous, I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. You ever had empty hands, empty pockets? Yeah. If you're a slave, everything belongs to the master. You have nothing. And we tend to think of our country and our history and slavery. It was a dark period in our country's existence. And we tend to think of it as physical slavery. Thousands of places around us in our country, thousands of years. But if you're a slave, somebody owns you. If you're a slave to debt, the bank owns you. If you're a slave to your job, your job owns you. If you're a slave to hate or judgment, they own you. If you're a slave to substances, they own you. Yeah. Paul says he was a slave to Jesus Christ. See, slaves don't have possessions. So what does God mean you're not going to go empty-handed. See, he doesn't want us empty-handed. And I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel where I'm going to say to you, you know, shake a stick and you're going to go out here and you're going to be rich. But what I am saying to you is God wants you to prosper. Wherever you are, God wants you to prosper. And it may not be money, but it may. He doesn't want you empty-handed. He wants to put them in a land flowing with milk and honey and they've been slaves all this time. And he says, you're not going out empty-handed. You see, the bottom line is God's will is better than our will every time. And that's why it's important we know his will. When the people of Israel got out of Egypt, they started to complain. Because it was different. They didn't have the water they wanted right away. They didn't have the food they wanted right away. Although God... Blessed them with quail and with manna, water from a rock. God wants you not to be empty-handed. So that's why it's important to know his will. And here is his will in the next verse, Exodus 3.22. These folks have been captive for 400 years. And he says this. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and clothing, which you'll put on your sons and daughters, and you'll plunder the Egyptians. 
So God's sending them out. And he's saying, ask them for silver and gold. He has predisposed the Egyptians to give up gold, silver, and clothing. Proverbs 13 says it like this. The benevolent man leaves an inheritance that endures to his children forever. But the wealth of the wicked is treasured or laid up or stored up for the righteous. God's got that for you. And and you need to know what he has stored up for you. Because it's going to be different for each one of us. What God has for us is not going to be a cookie cutter thing. That's just going to fit and everybody's just going to pick it and go with it. He's got something specific for us. Exodus 12 says this. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat at the throne to the firstborn prisoner who was in the dungeon. And the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night and there was loud wailing in Egypt. For not a house was left without someone dead. We're going home. We're getting out. Satan is defeated. And during the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people. You and the Israelites, go. Worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds, as you said, and go. And he says this, and also bless me. The Pharaoh that had been bad to them now sees who the real God is. Because Pharaoh was God. I'm going to tell you that there are going to be things that have held you captive. There are going to be things that have kept you down or kept you back. And there are going to be things that have defeated you for a while, for a time, for a season. God's going to make a way for you to get out of it. And not only is he going to have a way for you to get out of it, he's not going to let you go empty-handed. And not only that, that that has held you may want you to bless it. It may want to go with you. It may want to change its life. See, the main point is God tells Moses. Moses tells the people. And that's the way God is sometimes. Through other people. You see, here today, God is speaking. He's speaking to each one of us about what he wants us to do in our lives with him. And why is that important? If we don't know when God's speaking, we'll miss what he's saying to us. With all the stuff going on around us, it's really easy to get distracted. With all the stuff in our personal lives, it's easy to get distracted. And Satan will be the first one that will come in. And he'll sure come in church. (laughs) Pastor Frank was talking about it this morning. He'll get in here and he'll stir up everything he can to get you to thinking about something other than What God wants you to do and what he wants in your life. You see, you may stay in slavery and miss a move and be out of God's will. But the results of knowing and doing God's will. Here's what happened with Moses and the people of Israel. It's it's recorded in Exodus 14. Moses answered the people, don't be afraid. 
Stand firm. And you'll see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. I'm going to stop there for just a second. Don't think you're here today and you cannot see the deliverance that the Lord will bring you today. Just as the people of Israel stood on the cusp of leaving, God was blessing them. You also have that promise. You also have that understanding that this is what God wants you today. Deliverance the Lord will bring you today. And he, and he goes further. He says the Egyptians or those things, those people, those things that hold you captive, those things that have enslaved you, those things that have kept you bound up, the Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. Do you want to see them again? Do you want your past in front of you? Or do you want your past behind you? It says the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Those things that hold you back, they'll be gone. When you start moving with God, when you start hearing and doing the will of God, I don't know how God does it. I can tell you how he did it with my life, and each of you can tell me how he did it with your life, and they're not all the same. You want to never see your captives again? And do you want that today? Here's what he says in Psalm 105. He brought out Israel laden with silver and gold, and from among their tribe no one faltered. When they came out of Egypt, for the 40 years that they wandered, and when they came out, no one was sick. Are you sick today? Do you want healing? It says in Deuteronomy 8, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't swell during those 40 years. You want your stuff to last? It's more than just clothes. Said Deuteronomy 29.5, the Lord says, During those 40 years I've led you through the wilderness, your clothes didn't wear out, nor did the sandals on your feet. God's going to keep you walking. He's going to let you get out of captivity as you know and do his will. He's going to let you not come out empty-handed. And the stuff that you get from God isn't going to wear out. I'm not just talking about shoes and clothes. What you get from the Lord when you trust him, it's not going to wear out. It's not going to grow old. It's not going to get sick. It'll last. Nehemiah 2, uh, 9.21 says this, For 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their feet didn't become swollen. Is that what you want from the Lord? A refreshing renewal, bringing out of captivity, not empty-handed. Today, this day, don't go out empty-handed. The Egyptians, they had Israel enslaved, and they had nothing.
and they took out silver and gold. Are you empty-handed today in one area of your life? First, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, if you haven't surrendered to the good news of the gospel, you can expect to have empty hands and be distracted and fight and fuss and never get past it. God brought them through it. God wants you to come through what it is you're struggling with right now. Whatever it is. He doesn't want you to go out empty handed. And what he wants to place in your hand and in your heart is belief in Jesus Christ. He wants you to take away. Peter said it. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. And it was a man that was lame. He says, get up. Is that you today where you feel like things just aren't right and you realize that? And you say, look, I, I want to come out of our, our captivity. I don't want to be a slave to debt. I don't want to be a slave to substances. I don't want to be a slave to anything except Jesus Christ. If that's you today, all you have to do is just say, dear Lord, I want you to come into my life. And, and what I want, dear, dear God, is you to live in my life and be my savior it's that simple don't make it harder than what it is and and if you're struggling right now and you don't have things just right you'd like them to be different you'd like to be closer the scriptures tell us examine our lives pastor frank talked about it this morning take a look at how you're living in your neighborhood right now if you need to make some changes start today do it now. Don't wait. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for uh, the fact that you have abundance stored up for us and that you don't want us to come out empty-handed. You don't want us to see our enemies ever again. That you want us with a forward gaze looking to you, our Lord and our Savior. We thank you for that, God. And Father, for those that are hearing this today, that need to know you as a Savior. Today's their day. We thank you, Father, with your Holy Spirit. Speak to them as they know you can speak in so many ways. And, Father, those that need a change in their lives right now, I speak a change in their lives. I declare change in their lives through your Son, Jesus Christ. And I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you'd like prayer... Come up. We have some folks that can pray for you. If you'd like to make a decision for Christ and you'd like to let us know, please let us know. If not, God bless you guys. You're dismissed. Hallelujah. Hello. This is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.